2: the sunlight of April, Broadway shimmers like an enchanted garden. It's a place where golden women glide past mirrors of chrome. And you're happy because the reflection of all their smiles were for you. And nighttime comes when the sudden whirlpools of color are flung skyward from jeweled fountains. And you're happy. It's the once upon a time land you've searched for. In the morning, you wish it never happened. It's Broadway, my beat. 7 30 at night and I was on my way home from headquarters. I didn't make it. A squad car picked me up at 43rd Street, and a man told me my working day wasn't over. They were from the technical lab. They were on their way to the scene of the crime, which was on Coney Island, which was where they were taking me. Which is where I went. To Coney Island. Through a crowd gathered around the roller coaster and through a man who was waiting for me. Hi, Danny. Okay, Margaret. What's up? A the guy there in the third seat of this car. He's dead, Danny. Uh huh. Who stabbed him, Muggerman? Out there in the faceless crowd. You don't know, huh? Not an idea. Except that somebody sat behind him and pushed a knife into him. Witnesses? No. And maybe this guy screamed. Who pays any attention to a scream on a roller coaster? Who found him? Him. Yeah, me. I found him. And you're who? Frank Crucio. I run this ride. Here's what, mister. This guy, this dead guy sitting there, he had a half a dozen tickets in his hat band. And to be tried, I just went over to him, took a ticket, didn't disturb him. Didn't you notice something was wrong? Well, oh, people react different to roller coasters. To him, I figure it's restful. I didn't disturb him till he ran out of tickets, then I disturbed him, uh-huh. and I found out I couldn't disturb him, and I yelled police. That checked. He Told me just that, Danny. Identification on this man. Uh huh. Yeah. His wallet. Uh, Name: uh, Thomas Stafford. Address: uh, uh, Here, a uh, rooming house in Brooklyn. Employed as a bonded runner for one Gerald Fossman, Julep. Gerald, who? Uh, Fossman. We turn it over to the technical boys now, huh? And as we performed the rites that come after violent death, the great amusement park wound down and became still, and the distant song of a carousel was washed out to sea. The crowd shivered against the rising mist, against the memory that death had walked the carnival, that somewhere on the midway, its wing had touched them. In the morning, I had a call to make to the place of one Gerald Sussman, Esquire, duels, etc. That's what it said on the window. Inside, Gerald Sussman, Esquire, was very elegant, very etc. Welcome to my establishment. Make yourself comfortable, browse, indulge, etc., etc. Thank you, I will. If you permit me, I could be of rather remarkable assistance. What you had in mind, was it for an amount, a girl, a mother, a wife, a souvenir of 20 years, splendid service in your splendid factory? That would be nice. Could you make a replica of this, in diamonds? Dear boy, I can make a replica of anything in anything. Lady shoes, a lover's broken heart, a suit of armor, etc. etc. Take another look. I have. It's a badge, a police badge. My dear boy, I don't know quite how to put this, but I'm afraid my establishment is quite beyond the policeman's means. You put it very neat. At least there's nothing to talk about except maybe Tommy Stafford. Tommy? But how could you have known? Known what, Mr. Fussman? I was just on the verge of reporting it to the police. Tommy has absconded with $100,000 worth of jewels, a pearl necklace, priceless bubbles. Oh? Oh, yes last night at eight o'clock he was to deliver them to madame sybil in coney island he and his co-messenger ed roscoe they never appeared at madame sybil's they vanished tommy Stafford is dead but... dead tommy tommy stabbed to death on a roller coaster oh that's horrible so unnecessary it makes everything so it's So etc et you say tommy and this ed drasko were to deliver the jewels to uh, madame sybil yes She had already paid me a $10,000 deposit. Last night, she was to pay me the rest on delivery. She phoned me that the messengers hadn't come. I told her to be patient, that they would most assuredly make the delivery. I didn't know. I didn't know. Ed Drasco, do you have his address? Your room with Tommy. You think Ed killed the boy? You think he killed him and stole the jewels? I don't know. What do you think, Mr. Farkman? (laughs) called headquarters and told them to bring in a man named Ed Drasco. Then it was back to Coney Island again. At noon, Coney looked like a desert of unwound toys. I asked a man where I could find the establishment of Madame Sybil. He tried to tell me to the establishment of Madame Bernice, who was a girl who could really read bumps on the head, but I held out for Madame Sybil. He sighed, nodded his head that way, and I went. It was a wood frame shack with a couple of windows decked out in silhouettes of a man's head. A man's head with bumps on them, each bump with a special name. The sign on the door said, walk in. I did.
3: Madam Sibyl offers herself to meditation.
2: However, she will be with you within this moment in time. That's nice of Madam Sibyl. Mind if I sit down? Please. Who are you? Victor. Upon this level, this is the name by which I am known. Victor. Uh-huh. Well, I'll tell you, Victor. Reflect I... inwardly. Seek to attune yourself to the vibration. I've already done that, Victor. You know what? I'll bet if you unwrap that towel on your head, it'll read Hotel New Yorker. What's your business here, Mac? Police business. We will
3: forgive Madam Sibyl. Madam Sibyl was lost. Police, management.
2: police, can't you tell a cop yet, Sibyl? do <laughs> you want?
3: What do you want here, mister?
2: I understand you paid a deposit on some jewels. You paid the deposit and the jewels were stolen.
3: I like a customer like you. You don't ask questions. They make statements, and all I do is say yes. The easiest kind of customer to have. I will take it off a customer and client basis. And you get... think his dodge is funny, huh? All <laughs> right, you are. Look at him. Look at Victor. Put your towel on, Stage, Victor. Let me help you. Hold still. Oh, cut it out, will you? And the grease paint. Every day he forgets to cover one ear. Ever see a man with two different colored ears? Turn around, Victor. Let him see. okay. That. Okay. Look, mister, I always level with the law. I'm going to show you what. Who I really am right here in this wall safe. Because I like to level no secrets from the police. Sybil Spence, that's who I am. See?
2: The jewel symbol. Lay in the safe, too. Want to look? Yeah. Yeah, I do.
3: Nothing, huh?
2: See? On the level. How is it that you can afford $100,000 worth of jewelry, Sybil?
3: Because I got $100,000. More. More than that, nine concessions right here in Coney. I got money. There's a law.
2: And why this corny little pitch, reading heads? I like it. There's a law. The rest of the story, Sybil.
3: Like in the papers, I paid a down deposit. Huffman sent the jewels. He says.
2: Huffman says. I didn't get them. Tell him, Victor. Tell the police. She didn't get them. Then neither Tommy Stafford or Ed Drosser showed up. Tell him, Victor. Neither one showed up. Oh, welcome back to headquarters, Danny. Welcome back from the cotton candy and the two foot hot dogs of Coney Island. After these heavenly pleasures, it must be rough to get back into the swing of things with us mere mortals. Drop. Oh, here, I brought you some pinwheels. Oh, gee, Danny,
1: thanks. Oh, <laughs> Danny, when you blow on them, don't they make a ring around the rosy of pretty colors? Uh,
2: they're for the Tartaglia children, Tartaglia. Huh? Oh. So of course they're for the Tartaglia children. Who's else children? For a minute you have me. Well, Tartaglia? So leave us lay aside our childish pleasures and get down to the affairs at the moment, huh, Danny? If you insist. I, uh, uh yeah. Uh, this matter of bringing in this messenger, Ed Brasco, it has not been accomplished. Why? For the simple reason that this aforesaid Ed Driscoll has taken unto himself a powder. He is not in his rooming house, nor in his appointed haunts, nor Stand in... Send out an all-points bulletin on him. I want Ed Drasko. Well, oh, naturally. Number one suspect, huh, he? There's such an open and Anything set else, Detective? Case. No, nothing to bother our pretty little brains about. This Frank Curcio, only a ticker take of the roller coaster on which was found the body of the deceased... What about Curcio? Oh, well, a tight alibi. When he was not taking tickets... He was in a rendezvous with a dancing girl whose blue jay corn plasters had come alive. All checked, all tight. For a mere mortal, Tataglia, you. Uh, excuse me, Tataglia? Sure, no, naturally. Thank you. Danny Clover speaking.
3: You and me, Clover, we got a date. Victor Amalfi and you. Oh, have we, Victor?
2: You'll wear a fresh towel? <laughs> I like that. Yeah. You and me and Ed Dresko. He wants we
3: should come to his
2: dance. Ed Drasko? Yeah,
3: he wants to make a deal about the jewels. He said I should come alone, but being law abiding, I. Where? That.
2: Where's the dance, Victor?
3: Hall of mirrors, back entrance. Twelve thirty tonight. I can count on you, then, Detective Clover. Hello, Detective. Victor.
2: Drasco made contact with you yet? He said he'd be here. I haven't seen him. I've been waiting here, but I haven't seen him. Tell it to me again. Why should Drasco contact you?
3: So simple. A guy steals $100,000 worth of jewels, double-crosses his employer, kills his buddy. The jewels are hot. He can't get rid of them, so he makes a deal with the madam and me, 25 grand. Why did you call me? Oh, well, like I try to impress you on the phone. I'm on it. I'm double-crossing a killer. I called in the cops. You'd like it some other way?
2: Yeah, I thought this hall of mirrors was closed. There's someone in there. Maybe Drasco. Come on. You first, Victor. Yeah, yeah, I know where the lights are.
3: You better follow me, detective. The guy can get lost in here.
2: Is that you, Victor, or a mirror? Now there's six of you. I'm the third one from the left. Come on. Victor, I'm right beside you. Jessica must have brought a gun. We're standing here like that. With an advantage. How does he know which of us is real and which one are reflections?
1: Well, what are you waiting
3: for, detective? He's shooting. Where are you going to pull your gun? Yeah,
2: I'll do that. But right, sir, but what do I shoot at?
3: That way. That way. The shot came from right there. Shoot!
2: Shoot! Ah. Hey, you're good, detective. I think you got it. Wait a minute. Okay, let's go. Over there. There's that broken mirror. Someone's lying on the floor.
1: Huh. Yeah. Grasco. Yeah, that's
2: Grasco, all right. How do you know? I saw him at the jewelry store. Hey. You're a really good detective. One shot, and you oh. kill a man. The case is over, huh? Wait a minute. I will see. Watch what's to see? Oh, oh. Looking for the jewels. They on him. they around him, huh? It's it's all over, huh? But Drasko. But he lied to you, Victor. No jewels, huh? No jewels. How do you figure it, Victor? A man dies for a lot of jewelry he didn't have. You are listening to Broadway's My Beat, written by Morton Fine and David Friedkin, and starring Larry Thor as Detective Danny Clover.
0: In France, Mont Vert means Green Mountain. In the United States, States. Vermont Vermont, means Green Mountain. The similarity is purely intentional, for the mountainous state of Vermont was originally settled by the French. There is other evidence, too, of the early French settlers, like Virgin, the one time capital named for the French Minister of Foreign Affairs. But despite its French ancestry, Vermont is American through and through. From Ethan Allen, and the furniture which is made today bearing his name, to Steamtown, USA, near Delos Falls. From St. Albans, leading producer of an all-American commodity, maple syrup, to a little country store in Weston. The fresh fragrance of red clover, the granite beneath its hills characteristic of its people, the well-known Vermont cussedness or independence. Admiral George Dewey and Calvin Coolidge, all things typically American, typically
2: Vermont. There's this about Broadway. It measures emotion, computes sensation in terms of neon and Mazda. On Broadway, all that glitters is gold. When light screams, it goes well on Broadway. When darkness flares, not so good. But the death of Ed Drasko in a Hall of Mirrors, that was something else. That measured up almost as good as the violent death of Tommy Stafford on a roller coaster in Coney Island. And the gleam of a $100,000 worth of missing jewels, that was dazzling, worth at least a sack of confetti. Carnival time, that's what it was. Carnival time. Or as Sergeant Gino Tertaglia put it. Danny, you add this all together, and it comes out a three-ring circus with three rings. Yeah. Neat the clown, Tertaglia. What are you talking, Danny? You're a hero. You kill a thief, a murderer, thereby solving the previous murder. In the book, that makes you a hero. A clown is for laughing at whom? Maybe Drasko didn't mean to be killed. What are you talking? you find him with his gun in his hand. Previous to that, bullets were flying amongst the mirrors in your general direction. At a time like that, you're going to stop to ask yourself, should I or shouldn't I? I was eager to tag you. If I hadn't been so eager, a man would still be alive. A man we could talk to, so we could be sure. Danny... Before you go any further with this selfish torture, explain to me this business of eager. If I played it smart, if I'd shown myself, maybe Drasco wouldn't have been so quick with his gun. I could have waited to take him. Right away, where is this gun? In technical for a routine check, registry, fingerprints, and all the so forth and so forth the technical does with a gun. Yeah. The list and the missing jewels, is it up? It is out, Danny, which brings me to the tidbit of the day. A tidbit which will bring a smile to your gloom, a ray of sunshine to no, your. Just a tidbit, Pataglia. Of course. We are just in receipt of information, Danny, that a drunk by the name Paul Otis is honoring the drunk tank in the Coney Island Basin with his presence. I can't tell you how happy that makes me. Wait, let me finish, Danny, before you make another bitter remark. It seems that on a routine perusal of the belongings of said Paul Otis was found on him a diamond brooch which answers
1: to the description of a diamond brooch on the list of the missing jewels. See, Danny, see how long you are to talk me when I am just what the like doctor ordered? Stop banging the cell door.
2: The hangover hurts, Grandpa. you got to give me time to get used to being in jail. You'll close the door gently next time, yeah? Sure, sure. My name's Clover, Danny Clover. Clover. You're telling me that because you're going to third degree me, huh? So when you rubber hose me, I can yell, Stop, Danny Clover! Yeah. All we're going to do is chat. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Chat. You want a cigarette, Paul?
1: Yeah.
2: Your kind, with truth serum in it? Ah, Yeah. Yeah, you cops. Okay, no cigarette. Where'd you get this diamond, Broach? You hurt my head with questions like that. Where'd you get it, Paul? Nowhere. I'm suspicion of robbery, and I'm stuck with it. Murder. Let
1: me out of here! Let me out of here! Paul! Let me out! Paul! Let me out of here! I got a crazy man! Listen to me, Paul! Listen to me! Okay. Okay. Oh, I'll listen. But did you go?
2: Don't get close to me, eh? Don't touch me. Paul, a man was supposed to deliver this bolt and some more jewelry. A man named Tommy Stafford. He never showed up. He was murdered. I'm listening. I'm listening real good. Go ahead. Go ahead. Tommy Stafford. You know him? uh No. No, no. Uh-uh. How about a man named Ed Drasco. Ed Drasco. You know Ed Drasco, Paul? No. I don't know Ed Drasco, but I'm listening. Look, last night you were picked up in Coney, not too far from the scene of Tommy's murder. You have this brooch with you, a brooch that Tommy had a little while before he was killed. What's the story, Paul? I am a carnival roustabout who likes to drink. After work, I was in a bar with a girl and drinking. And drinking? And drinking. And I opened my eyes and I come upon this dream. I'm all of a sudden in a drunk tank with brooch. Without girl? What girl? Who is she? D. Morris, Hula type. The type that Hula's on the Midway show on Coney. D. Morris, huh? Okay, Paul. No, no, no. wait a
1: minute. Wait a minute, you're getting too close.
2: I had to pull him away from the cell door. When he was aware that my hands were on him, he screamed again, ran to a corner, and with his finger drew a symbol on the air. I took him as a symbol to keep the evil beasties away. It worked. Someone opened the door and took me away from Paul Otis. In the early afternoon light, the midway at Coney is a tattered circus poster peeling off an alley wall. The color is drained from it, and the attractions don't care if you do or don't back of the fat man who wanted to guess my weight was another man who wanted me to go back with him into an arabian night for only two bits two dimes and an nickel, quarter of a dollar back of him were six tired harem girls on a platform yawning through recorded type music from a coney type loudspeaker for the price of admission he pointed out b morris the one with the biggest yawn. i found a chair inside the tent and waited for her Michelle
4: tells me you were asking for me. Well, now that you see me up close, you can run a are That's you? Sure.
2: Hey.
4: Sit down, Dee.
2: I want to talk to you. <laughs> it's
4: told you to talk to an artist, an artist like me, huh, Sport? <sighs> Come on. Here's my question.
2: Come on. Let's talk, Dee. Let's talk about Paul Otis.
4: Hmm? What's the matter, Sport? You get with the Paul? Tell Auntie B. all about it. I'm
2: a policeman. I want you to talk to me about Paul because we're holding him for murder.
4: Murder? Paul? You <laughs> must be kidding. Paul hasn't got enough protein to raise his voice. Murder.
2: murder? The murder of Tommy Stafford.
4: The messenger boy on the roller coaster? Why would poor Paul want to kill a poor little messenger boy?
2: A diamond brooch, maybe, to impress you, maybe. Those would be good reasons. Except Paul hasn't got it in him to drink him up. Maybe you ought to know, B. We found the brooch on him. Along with the bottle tops in his pocket, we found a diamond brooch. You know him so well, B. Where would Paul get a thing like that?
4: I'll tell you. I'll tell you for sure. Maybe he got it the same place I got these diamond earrings. Look at him. Dad, buy him some. Come on. Real genuine fourteen carat
2: diamond. Yeah. They're on a missing list, B. The earrings and the brooch. Missing from two murdered men. Where'd you get them?
4: This will make you open your mouth real wide. They were left on my dressing table in a dirty little white box. Eerie, the whole thing, isn't it?
2: You didn't wonder where they came from?
4: Who asks where diamonds come from? We
2: do, these Policemen do that. Let's go where it's cool and quiet and official and talk. It's like at headquarters. Danny. Huh? Here, Danny. I brought you a nice piece of chicken, cut your door. I took it from my lunchbox. You should gnaw on instead of your fingernails. I'm not gnawing on my fingernails, Mr. Literally, no. But figuratively, I can see your brain devour them to the hub. Go ahead, take the chicken. Uh, you eat it, dear. <coughs> oh, thanks a lot, Danny. Oh, hey, Danny. Stop it. There's chicken on my mind. I forgot to tell you. Forgot to tell me what, Mr. I got the report back from Technical about the gun. Quick, huh? All right, what does Technical have to say? Uh, here, here. You, you hold the chicken. I'll, I'll ring it. Okay. Two, Lieutenant Detective Danny Clover. From New York Police Department, Ballistics Division.
1: Subject, gun.
2: Type of 78 caliber police positive. Registry, none. Fingerprints, none. Signed, Marvin McBride, New York Police Department, Ballistics Division. Huh? Signed, Marvin McBride. No, 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 the part about the print Huh? Oh, 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 oh. fingerprints, none. Uh, hey, Danny, how could this, sir, uh, Grasco, have his mitts on the gun, then leave no fingerprints? Huh, Danny? you got a good question, Gino. Uh, here, take your chicken back. <laughs> It was the best question of Sartaglia's brilliant career. How could Drasco have shot at me and left no fingerprints on the gun he held in his bare hand? It was a good question, because it could contain within itself a good answer. It could answer why Paul Otis and B. Morris had stolen jewels on them. It could answer the murder of Tommy Stafford and maybe even the death of Ed And for the answer to a question that already has an answer, you go to a clairvoyant, to someone who reads head bumps like Madam Sibyls in Coney Island, to her top boy, Victor Amelti. Madam Sibyl offers herself to meditation. However, she will be with you within this moment. Ah, uh, oh, it's a detective. on detective. Same to you, Victor. Where's Madam Sibyl? Like I told you, in the back room, meditating. If you're here as a client, you'll have to wait for the madam. If you're here to pass the time of day, likewise. You're two times wrong, Victor. I want you and Sibyl for murder.
3: You make a hobby of this?
2: You point a finger, say you're a murderer, and this makes a murderer, huh? You got one yesterday, Clover. How many do you need to make you happy? You and Sybil. All right, I'll humor you. Whom is whom we have murdered? Tommy Stafford, maybe? Have Drasco, maybe? Drasco? <laughs> you need an aspirin, kid. $100,000 worth of jewels for a measly down payment of ten grand. Good profit, $90,000. And all it cost was the murder of two messenger boys. I could get you by carbon. Keep at the price, huh, Victor? It's so easy. You take Stafford on the roller coaster, stick a knife in his back. Sybil takes Drasco somewhere else, puts a bullet in him. What'd you do with the jewels? Put them in the safe after I left? Let's take a look at the safe, huh, Victor? A little thing. One little thing. I read in the papers you got two birds with stolen diamonds in their mouths. Diamonds the Madam and never got. You must know about that, Victor. You planted them. You planted them on Paul Otis and B. Two people whose business it was to be near the scene of the crime. It almost worked. Now let's look at the safe, huh? First you have to get by Victor, Detective. That ain't gonna be easy. Let's try, shall we? <laughs> fine. Welcome from the beyond, Sybil. Tonight, I Zodiac I said kill Victor. I'm glad it was Victor.
4: I'm glad it wasn't you, Mr. Clover,
0: when I planted the gun. I never planted
2: a gun before. It? Yeah. Okay, Sybil. Give me the gun. What for? Ballistics will want to match it against the slugs in the body. But you saw me shoot Victor. The gun.
3: All right. All right here. Yeah. But you saw me. I killed him. What do you need the gun for?
2: Ed uh, Drasko. I'm not real sure, understand, Sybil, but I'm waving a finger at you. This is the gun that killed Ed Drasco. Are
0: you talking about you killed Drasco?
4: The paper said you killed Ed Drasco. You did,
2: Sybil. It figures that way. Drasco was dead even before I walked into the Hall of Mirrors because his fingerprints went on his gun. You can't make fingerprints by resting a gun in the open hand of a dead man. You're
0: trying to touch
2: me. No, so it figures, Sybil, like I said it did. It was you shooting up the Hall of Mirrors, not trying to hit anyone, just shooting it up, so I'd take a shot in the dark and just happen to kill Ed Drasco. Mr. Colbert... Where the jewels, Sybil? In the States? It went in there the last time we opened it. Let's see now. Open the safe. Go ahead, open it. No.
1: No, you can't have it. No, they're mine. I tell not mine. Stop fighting your You... Mine. Why? No. They're not mine. Are Let's go, Sibyl.
2: Broadway, they shut it off by lighting the spectacular. Then Broadway's happy, leans into the night and screams. You turn a corner and run toward it. It's right there waiting for you. Start screaming too, it will explode right in your face. It's Broadway, the gorgeous, the most violent, the lonesome smile in the world. Broadway my be. Broadway's My Beat stars Larry Thor as Detective Danny Clover with Charles Calvert as Tartaglia. The program was produced and directed by Elliot Lewis. The musical score was composed and conducted by Alexander Courage. Ooh.